The Holy Gospel according to Matthew in the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his face shone like the sun and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with them. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground, and they were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up, and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Well, I'm very happy to see all of your faces this morning. As you know, I was on vacation in Florida. Uh, my family and Ethan and I, we were all in Orlando at Disney World. Now, I, I love Disney World. I love Disney World a lot. <laughs> And we've really gotten in this rhythm of it kind of being our regular family vacation. And when we go, we go hard. Like all the parks, 20,000 steps a day. We stand in lines in the heat, in the sun, and in the rain. But we, we also have a lot of fun too. Fun on the rides, fun eating, lots of fun things, lots of treats, um, lots of cupcakes and cookies and sugary beverages and just sugar, sugar, sugar. <laughs> um, but most of all, we just have a really good time being with one another. It's the good quality time our family has. Now, this year was Ethan, my fiance's first trip to Disney World. And I will confess, I was a little nervous in taking him along. I was really scared that he wouldn't like it. I was scared that he wouldn't want to go on another Vaughn Eversall family vacation and that I was going to have to break up with him because of it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was worried the pace would wear him out or he would think that the rides weren't exciting or that my family was too much. I was worried about this even though he assured me it would be good, he would have fun. But I was a little bit anxious going into it until we got on the first ride when we went to Epcot the first day. It's this brand new ride based on the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, they strap you in and they whip you around like you're chasing this villain through space. And Ethan was sitting next to me. Now, if you've seen Ethan before, he's a pretty tall, kind of burly kind of guy. And all of a sudden, I just hear this noise come from him. This sweet little giggle. <laughs> this giggle of joy, this childhood delight. And I knew in that moment that he was a convert. I knew he was a Disney believer. <laughs> 
But I learned that, you know, in our moment of anxiety, it's hard to have faith, it's hard to trust, it's hard to listen, but sometimes we do need to listen. We need to listen a lot. Now, our gospel for today, it's the gospel of Matthew. And the author of Matthew, the people at his time, they were really struggling a lot. It's written around 80 CE, and if you know anything, you know that 70 is the year when the temple is destroyed. And a lot of Jewish people are displaced. They kind of are struggling with their faith during that time. Well, the writer of Matthew, a lot of his people were these Jewish folks who had chosen to follow Jesus. And during his time, they're breaking up into fractions. They're struggling with how much of the old traditions they should bring into the new and whether they should even keep following this Jesus guy. What's the point in believing anymore? And so Matthew offers them the transfiguration, a story about Jesus that is integral to a lot of belief. And I think the author of Matthew says you should believe because the transfiguration is a sign for what is to come. It's this image of what Jesus has promised will happen after his death that does indeed happen when he is risen from the dead and transformed. It's the sign that everything Jesus has said is true, and so you should believe. You should believe in the kingdom of God and that everything will work out in that way. But this story isn't just written for those people. The story happens essentially for the disciples too. And the transfiguration offers something for their belief as well. We got Peter, James, and I like how John is the brother of James, right? He's like, oh, you're always just somebody's brother. But anyway, Peter, James, and John, and they go up to this high mountaintop with Jesus. And on the mountaintop, all of a sudden, Jesus is transformed. It's brilliant, it's unexpected, but I think it's also very needed for them too. Because before this happens, there, there's been no lack of miracles. We just got to read the story of the feeding of the 5,000 just a little bit before this in the Gospel of Matthew. Yet, right after that, Jesus is predicting his own death. And so I imagine that the disciples, they're kind of teetering. They're teetering and they're struggling between what they've witnessed with Jesus, these miracles, these healings, these teachings about the truth of God's kingdom come near, a kingdom of goodness where children will find their place and peace. We're struggling between that and this lived reality, a reality where the kingdom doesn't always feel so close where perhaps 5,000 can eat for a day and be full, but then they go home the next day and are living in poverty, or where a leper is healed, but there are many others living in squalor on the streets. And ultimately, the Roman Empire, an empire that Jesus has prophesied will kill him, will murder him in one of the worst ways possible. And so the disciples come to the top of the mountain living in a world of hope and disappointment, of great belief and also doubt. And within that, it's not always easy to follow the way of Jesus. Sometimes you just need a little sign or miracle to keep you going. 
And so the transfiguration serves as that for them. It's a sign, and Jesus' body changes his whole body. He becomes enrobed in white, and his face shines like the sun. And if you're a disciple or even a person listening at Matthew's time, or maybe somebody who's pretty good at reading the Old Testament, I don't know, it's kind of hard, um, you'll know that that's a sign. You'll know that that's a sign that someone has had an encounter with God. Because Moses, who shows up here too, when he goes up to the mountaintop and meets with God and receives the Ten Commandments, he comes down to the people and they say his face was shining like the sun. And so Jesus is revealed to the disciples as he is and as he will become post-resurrection, when they finally get to see his true self. But wait, there's more, right? Because we don't just get the transfiguration, we get this message from God. We get the voice of God saying something that should sound pretty familiar to us. Where else does this come from? Baptism. Good job, Gail. Good. I'm glad somebody's been listening. Did you guys know that too? I don't see too many yeses, so somebody needs to work on their listening skills. <laughs> but while we get those words from baptism, we get even just a little bit more. This other nugget of wisdom that Jesus, that God offers. He says, listen to him. Listen to him. God is imploring the disciples. God is imploring the people who are listening at Matthew's time. And God is imploring us today, listen, listen to Jesus. I know so often our faith and belief is wrapped up in those words. But today we get something a little different. We get a different inroad to how we get to that place of belief. And it comes in that simple phrase, listen to him. Which, as we know, can seem very simple, but might also be very, very hard. And I think that as adults, with relationships, with siblings, with spouses, we know how hard listening can be sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. It's maybe easy to hear something, but it's much harder to understand, to take something into our hearts, to truly absorb it and believe. And it's especially hard when we find ourselves afraid, like the disciples, or falling away from our faith like the people at Matthew's time, or even when we're just frantic and living in a world that feels pretty hopeless, a place where shootings are prevalent and very close to home. I myself too know that listening can be hard. One evening during our vacation, we were in our hotel room. It was a long day at the parks, and I had these really swollen ankles from maybe indulging in a little too much salt. And Ethan was being so kind, he was looking for some plastic bags to put ice in so I could ice my ankles. And he's searching around the hotel room frantically, looking in the luggage that I've brought in, while my mom is over here and she has these brand new plastic bags and she's trying really hard to get his attention. And finally, she just goes, if you would just listen to me. 
<laughs> so Ethan is officially inaugurated into the family. He's been scolded by my mom. <laughs> but sometimes we need that. We need that like kind of like, just listen, just listen. We need that little shocking moment to get our attention. Now, the transfiguration, it's a foretaste of the future. God and Jesus will be transfigured in glory at the resurrection. It's a symbol of hope. But it's a symbol of hope that everything that Jesus has said will be true. It's our affirmation that seeing is not just believing, but listening is as well. And what Jesus has said is this. It's that when we really listen, we hear the good news. The good news that the kingdom of God is indeed near, even when the world feels broken. It's that death has lost its power in the resurrection. That God loves you all, all of you. That healing and hope and peace, shalom and wholeness, that those can all be yours through the grace of God. But we can't grasp those things if we're not willing to listen. And I don't just mean listening with your ears, your ears, especially if hearing is hard for you or you can't hear, maybe. I mean listening with your whole heart actually receiving something, taking it into your bones and knowing it as truth. So this week, I want to give you a little spiritual challenge. I want you to do your best to find some time to do some listening, some listening in the quiet. So go to a space that you can find that quietness. Don't be thinking about the dishes in the other room. And just take some time with God. Because I think that if we do the listening, we will hear that good news spoken to us. So this week, people go forth and listen, listen, listen. And if you hear an awesome message, I'll take it too. So let me know. But listen. Amen.